Hello everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and welcome to Plain Market Talk, where I will provide a straightforward interpretation and analysis of current market news based on my background as a retired Wall Street stockbroker with almost 50 years of experience. And I will also provide business lessons to help you become much more successful with your personal finance, trading, and investments. So let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill. Welcome to Plain Market Talk. Today is Wednesday, September 15, 2021. So let's see what's going on today. We'll start out with the auto industry. Uh, a new company, fairly new, Rivian, R-I-V-I-A-N. They have managed to beat the market and have brought out the first electric truck that is approved uh, in all 50 states. They got their final approval from the uh, Federal Highway Commission, each of the 50 states, including California. California is somewhat particular about what type of vehicles they approve for their roads. But anyway, uh, Rivian is a, is a company to keep an eye on. Uh, it is currently private. They've gotten some investments from Ford Motor Company and also Amazon. Uh, anyway, they got this new truck out there. It's going public at a company um, later this year. I heard November possibly. And my guess is there's going to be a lot of attention to this company when it goes public. Anyway, they got a pickup truck out, uh, the R1T, like Ralph number one, Tom. So you can Google it, Rivian R1T. Uh, already taken orders. I guess the first one came off the assembly line on Tuesday. Uh, they're going to be selling it for $73,000. Uh, and they are stating it gets 300 miles to a charge and can hit zero to 60 miles per hour in just three seconds, which is really fast. Uh, they also indicated that they are going to be coming out with a lower-priced uh, trucks in somewhere time in the future. All right, keep an eye on this company. It's getting a lot of press, and they're going to go public, and you're probably going to see some big plays on that. All right, so we got Rivian. Uh, on related news, Volkswagen announced today they are bringing out a electric vehicle for only $24,000. Uh, they said it's probably still a few years away. I think the indication was 2024, 2025, but not that far off. So, you know, keep an eye out for that. Uh, there may be some appeal there. Obviously, the issues with electric vehicles is, uh, number one, you know, the batteries, how long, how long can they go on a charge, and also then charging them. But those problems are being worked on. All right, and in related news... Walmart announced that they have partnered up for a self-driving delivery service with Ford, Ford Motor Company, a company Argo. That's an artificial intelligence company. It says here, Walmart has partnered with Ford Motor Company and self-driving startup Argo to launch an autonomous delivery service in three U.S. cities. They said the service will deliver Walmart orders to customers using Ford vehicles equipped with Argo's um, artificial intelligence self-driving system. So three companies together there, uh, Ford's vehicles, Argo's um, you know, artificial intelligence, and then Walmart with the products. So three cities are pretty big, actually. They're really big. They're going to launch it in Miami, Austin, Texas, and Washington, D.C. All right, keep an eye on that. See what's going on there. Okay, we've got uh, from here in Florida, we have a historic space flight. SpaceX, it's called Inspiration 4. 
Uh, and what that is, it's going to be for the first time for civilians, basically almost tourists on board. Uh, it's a three-day orbital flight. And uh, what's going to happen, everything will be controlled from uh, launch to splashdown uh, by SpaceX from the ground. So this could, you know, this could start out space tourism, uh, where eventually the prices come down enough, people just get in a spacecraft and it's completely controlled from the ground off into space. So um, a lot of attention being paid to this. Uh, so we got that coming up, Inspiration4. All right, so keep an eye out for that. The U.S. Soccer Federation, they announced that going forward, the men's and women's national teams will be offered the same contract, which is great. You know, an argument a lot of sports have used, you know, to, to pay women less. They say, well, they don't bring in the money that the men do on the men's side. You really can't say that about soccer. I think, you know, most people would agree it's the women's soccer team appearing in the Olympics, everything else that more people are familiar with. So they announced they're going to be offered the same amount of money. So hopefully that will start a good trend. All right. So we got that news out there. Uh, what else we got? Let's talk about um, the consumer price index. All right. So we had that inflation report come out yesterday morning. The market, as well as the Federal Reserve, has been focusing on inflation. It's been higher than usual, let's say, for the uh, last few years. Um, more recently, but a lot, a lot of th thought is that it's just due to the sudden reopening of the U.S. economy. All right, so the number came in lower than expected. It was expected to come in at an annualized rate of five point, I think it was five point three or some percent. Anyway, here's the main thing. We look at what's called a core rate of inflation. We take out uh, food and energy. Uh, agriculture prices are affected more by weather, and oil prices are affected by politics, everything else. So um, the core rate of inflation was expected to come in at, I believe, um, 1.3% for the month. That's the month of August, which annualized be 3.6%. Uh, it came in at 1.0, annualized 1.2%. Now, the reason that's important, Federal Reserve has its two-day meeting next week, Federal Open Market Committee, and they're going to try and figure out what they, what they should do about the money supply as well as interest rates. Uh, as I've talked about in previous sessions, Federal Reserve is right now pumping $120 billion a month into the economy uh, to increase the money supply and to keep interest rates low. They've done that since March of 2020. But they are going to eventually start pulling back on it, tapering, as it's called. If they do it for too long, it brings back inflation in, in, uh, by itself. So this may take some pressure off the Federal Reserve to ease the tapering. They've obviously got to balance this with a somewhat fragile economy still. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, all right. Also, I saw a number here that... Uh, online spending, I don't think this is a big surprise, um, is at a record pace this year. And it looks like um, by the end of October, uh, consumers will have already spent a record amount online. So just 10 months, they'll have they'll beaten the full year record. So um, keep an eye out for that. Now, what's happening, though? 
we're starting to see price inflation with online products. You know, generally we used to see uh, deflation a lot of times with those, just less expensive to buy online. But we're starting to see some inflation there now. Uh, but basically, it says here, I'm reading this article, it says about one out of every $5 spent by Americans are now online, dig, you know, digital. So, um Continuing trends there. Okay, so what else we got here? Uh, Goldman Sachs. Now, many of you may have heard the name, but like, well, you know, what do they do exactly? Well, they're a Wall Street brokerage firm known as an investment bank. Now, this is different than a commercial bank like J.P. Morgan Chase and so forth. Investment banks are the companies that they, they help companies borrow money through the bond market. They help them go public. They've done a lot of that stuff over the years, and they also deal with very, very wealthy individuals. Uh, you know, wealth management. So that's been their their main function. Uh, you know, they're not a retail brokerage firm like uh, you know Charles Schwab or Fidelity or uh, Morgan Stanley or any of those. All right. Well, they're getting into consumer finance in a fairly big way. They just bought a company called Green Green Sky, two point two billion dollars. And what they are, uh, they're a company um, that makes home improvement loans. So it looks like um, that was announced, I believe, today. Yeah, earlier today. And so Green Sky shares jumped forty four percent when that was announced. Uh, so what happened is, um, yeah, you may see Goldman Sachs start running ads, just all kinds of stuff. So keep an eye out for that. Okay, what else we got here? Uh, Securities and Exchange Commission. Uh, their chairman Gary Gensler made a couple of announcements. He says they are short staffed; they can't handle everything they're being asked to look at. That's nothing new. Um, you know, Securities and Exchange Commission has generally uh, been somewhat underfunded over the decades. Uh, they're, they're not only short-staffed; sometimes they have trouble hiring like the top top people coming out of, of school. Uh, not saying there's not really smart people at the SEC. There is, believe me. But they've had trouble. Like I have a finance degree, and, and when, with finance majors. They've had trouble over the years competing with their government salaries, what you can get from a Wall Street brokerage firm, as an example. So um, you know, over the years, it's been said they don't always get the top people, uh, but they do have some smart people there. But anyway, they're almost begging Congress for a bigger budget. Uh, SEC Chairman Gary Gensler also announced they are now going to take a good look at what is called stablecoin. Now, some of you may or may not have heard of stablecoin. It is a cryptocurrency, but it doesn't have the wild fluctuations of Bitcoin and Ethereum, doggy coin, and all that. The reason it's exchangeable for a fixed amount to the US dollar, gold, or other currencies, depending on which stablecoin it is. So the idea is that you can take a US dollar, like $1 buys you one stablecoin, and what happens, you now own cryptocurrency. Well, uh, the SEC didn't say why they're looking at this. My guess is this. There may be some concern that illicit money may be hiding using this cryptocurrency stablecoin. 
See, when you make large cash deposits in banks, which businesses many times do legitimately, uh, I'm not sure if it's still a $10,000 limit, but it used to be. If you deposited more than $10,000 in cash in a bank in a day, they have to report it, all these federal authorities. Um, they may be looking at maybe some uh, illicit you know, operations, we'll say, uh, maybe using this to hide cash or launder money and just do all kinds of stuff. So, all right, so anyway, that's what stablecoin is. Have you ever heard of that? Okay, I've got a couple of other things here. And then I want to talk about Winning the lottery. All right, so let's see. Got anything else here? I think that was mostly what I wanted to cover there. Yep. Okay. Both Mega Million and Powerball are over $400 million. Now, the odds of winning are astronomical, but there's a guaranteed way not to win is not to buy a ticket. All right. Uh, I actually have a fair amount of experience dealing with lottery winners over the decades, being a stockbroker. Let me give you a little bit of advice on what to do if you are lucky enough to win the lottery. All right. First thing you should do is probably tell very few people. The, wor the worst thing you want to do is go on TV bouncing around with a lottery check. Uh, uh, we, we can handle any situation, but uh, ideally what you want to do probably first is, uh, well, the first thing you want to do is take a picture of your ticket, front and back, take a picture of it, and then email it to yourself. That way you have proof of winning the lottery. Now, do not especially sign the ticket. Uh, a lot of people make that mistake. Uh, what you want to do, and then put the ticket in a very safe place. You know, it could be a safe deposit box at a bank or just somewhere you know it's safe. But as long as, long as you've emailed a picture of the front and back of it, you do have proof that you do have the winning ticket. Okay. What you want to do is contact an attorney. And find probably a, a pretty good-sized law firm that has attorneys that specialize in wealth management. And then let the attorneys take it from there. To, um, first thing they, they'll probably do, they'll want to meet with you. They'll, let, they'll give you a whole stack of their business cards. Because here's the thing. You, you're not going to be able to hide the fact that you've won a $400 million lottery from your family and friends for too long. They're going to see a change in your lifestyle and they're going to figure something out. You know, you were driving a 10-year-old car uh, leaking oil. Now you have a Bentley parked in your driveway. All right. So they're going to begin to figure something. Something's changed here. They're going to see a change in your lifestyle. They're going to figure either you become a drug dealer and a good one uh, or, or you've won the lottery. And when people realize you suddenly have lots of money, they may come to you with all these wacky business ideas that you don't really want to invest in uh, or you have a relative that you know has a substance abuse problem and if uh, they've got it under control but you start giving them money they could you know uh, go right back to it but you know it's tough to say no to your relatives and your friends so what the lawyers will tell you to do is like just hand them my business card somebody comes to you with some wacky idea like a worm farm or something you want to grow little worms for fishermen just don't say it sounds good a good idea. Just say it sounds interesting and just hand them my business card. And you know what? Here, run up by my lawyer. See what they think. Oh, okay. And a lawyer will be the bad person and say no to everybody. You don't have to deal with that. Let, let them deal with that. Uh, but the reason I mentioned don't sign the lottery, I mean, lottery ticket, it depends on what state you're in because they're all different. But in, in many states, what the lawyers can do if you haven't signed a ticket is they can set up a trust or what's called a limited liability company, LLC. 
they can have the LLC or the trust win the lottery, uh, and your your name and identity is hidden from the public. So uh, that would be one way to do it. So you know, get, get lawyers, and they can take care of liability insurance for you. What's called estate planning, wills, just everything. Um, they can help work with you. Uh, this, you know, which charitable uh, organizations you might want to contribute to, uh, and a lot of times you do that obviously for not just an altruistic standpoint. They're tax benefits too, and they can help you with all of that. So, usually that's what I say is a first step. Attorneys, and they they, they have either at their firm or they work with um, wealth managers, investment managers, and so forth. Uh, another thing I say about winning the lottery. The key to being a successful lottery winner is just don't draw attention to yourself. You know, I'm sure you've all heard the stories about the people that have won the lottery and their life's a nightmare after this. Everybody's after them. Their their personal safety might be at risk. People trying to steal their dogs, hold them for ransom. Um, Most lottery winners, that's not what happens, actually. Uh, They're they're fine. They, They win the lottery and they're fine. Of course, that's not making the news. All right, here's the thing. The key is don't draw attention to yourself. So same thing about quitting jobs. First of all, some lottery winners just continue to work. They like to work. But if you're a person that really doesn't want to work anymore and you hate your job, all right, well, don't go tell everybody off at work. Uh, it may make you feel good for a few minutes, but you know what? Draws attention to yourself. Uh, just put in a normal two-week notice and you know, when they ask you where you're going, just say you're going back to school in, in, in January or something, something big, and, you know, what are you going to study? I'm still working on it, you know, maybe business or something. And that's how you do it. Just quietly leave with a two-week notice. Um, and also, you may end up wanting to move to a new neighborhood also with more security because people may begin noticing you have, like, an expensive car and try to rob you or something. You know, move to a neighborhood that has, you know, real security gates and all that and guard gates and whatever, Uh and think about those neighborhoods where a lot of people, you know, live in expensive houses. Um, the the thing about that is they kind of don't ask too much about where you got your, made your money from. Uh, but if anybody ever does, don't say you made it in the stock market because then everybody wants stock tips from you. Just say you made it in shipping. Nobody ever wants to talk about shipping. Believe me, I, I've been at parties. I've actually tried that. Um, you know, if I used to tell people, what do you do? I, 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 when I told people I worked for the New York Stock Exchange back in the day, they were all like, oh, they all wanted stock tips and everything. But then if I had another party, I said, what do you do? I, I, work, I work for a shipping company. Nobody wants to talk about that, believe me. Uh, but that, that's how you handle that. It's easy enough. And, and one bit of advice also, you may not want a big, giant house. Uh, they're hard to maintain. Uh, some lottery winners decide they want to live in just a smaller home. So, But it, it, that's up to you. Uh, but that would be my advice. Also, in the financial industry, we usually recommend you take the lump sum settlement versus the uh, 20 years of payments. If you're the type of person that thinks you're not going to be able to control your spending, well, that's why you get wealth managers to help you with this stuff. Uh, But anyway, the the reason we say take the lump sum settlement, you're going to pay the maximum tax regardless. And um, believe it or not, tax rates are actually relatively low now compared to where they've been over United States history. With all the money the government has spent, uh, both Republican and Democrat, uh, over the last few years, the government, there may be some pressure to eventually start raising income tax rates to, um, 
you know, basically start paying down some of this spending. So might as well pay to lower tax now. Uh, also, one thing also, uh, as far as state income taxes, uh, state income taxes vary. Like Florida has no state income tax, but state income tax is going to be based on the state you were living in when you won the lottery, not when you collect the ticket. I've heard of people moving to states like Florida just to collect their money to avoid the state income tax, find out why you can't. Uh, in very rough numbers, how much do you actually end up with after um, winning a lottery? Well, I'll give you at least a rough number. And the reason it's rough, then we'll wrap it up here, is because it depends on the state income tax. But if you're in a state that has a state income tax, whatever amount of money you won, you'll get 45 to 50% of that after paying taxes, lump sum settlement. It could be a little bit lower, a little bit higher, but you know, it could be as high as 55%, a state like Florida about a state income tax. But you know, if you want to just say half, just give yourself that number, although probably a little bit less than half. So if you win $400 million, you know, you get 190 million, 200 million. At that point, it doesn't really matter much. All right, so good luck to all of you. Uh, hopefully, more than one of you wins the lottery. So uh, it's Bill Thompson, T Bell. We'll wrap it up for today and talk to everybody again soon. Take care. See ya. 